Cassie, a word if you have a sec. Lena entered our office at the back before the words even left Andrea's lips. Through her glasses, I saw Lena's blue eyes narrow and her tight lips curl into a sneer as she slowly shook her head. The ad was placed three weeks prior for someone new to join the cubby that was the agency's so-called HR department. Round one of interviews took place off-site, leaving us to wonder just what kind of person was going to come into the mix to replace Margaret now that her maternity leave was well underway. Our speculations ran wild. Would it be a seasoned veteran who'd see our little piece of the world as slumming it and lord the fact over us at every chance? Maybe it would be a kid barely out of college that Andrea secured on the cheap, which would only add to our workload. In the moments when Lena and I walked out together and lingered in between our cars, we consistently bemoaned the fact that no one was consulting us. Because who the hell were we? Just two employees with five years combined experience? Why should we have one word when it came to who was going to join us in the trenches? But on this Wednesday morning, the worm turned. A promising candidate rose to the top of the list above the unseen others, and now Andrea was giving us a chance to get a glimpse. Lena said that it was merely a formality. When Andrea made her mind up, there was little to no hope of swaying her in any other direction. Still, I gave Lena a hopeful nod and turned the corner for Andrea's domain. Please close the door behind you, Cassie, Andrea said, like I needed to be told that. The boss lady lived for the idea that she was a queen on a swiveling throne, and this was her chamber of secrets. Obeying the order, I turned my head to see an olive-skinned woman with jet-black hair, sans smile. She wore a smart green suit that revealed her knees. Her legs seemed to go on for miles before ending in a pair of black pumps. How tall would she appear? when I finally got the chance to see her upright. Take a seat, Cassie, Andrea said as she pointed to the other chair before her desk, a red oak masterpiece that was meant to make the rest of us feel like peasants in our tiny tables, courtesy of a sale at Staples. Swallowing past the lump in my throat, I settled in the less-than-comfortable seat. For one second I thought of crossing my leg, but for some reason, my knees kept knocking. Better just to press my legs together and fold my hands in my lap. Was I nervous to sit so close to someone looking like this? The white shell under her emerald blazer just revealed her heart-shaped cleavage. Suddenly, my sweater and formless black skirt made me feel like someone who had just wandered off the street in search of a cup of coffee. And the fact that the stranger simply would not grin was not helping matters. Cassie, Andrea continued, this is Sharon Tyler. She's going to take over for Margaret. Mind made up, no surprise there. I slowly extended my arm in search of her hand, 
and when our fingers locked, I savored the soft feel of her flesh, the fine points of her manicured nails that just grazed my palm. It was far from a strong handshake. My father always said that a weak handshake was a sign of someone that needed a stiff drink and a reality check, because they weren't no special and in no way better or worse than the person being snubbed with the limp wrist. I'd always taken some comfort in that and told myself that I was the stronger person for it. But Sharon Tyler seemed strong despite the softness of her touch.